allegedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. My porn was so good. Was it? I, I liked even, it. I don't even know how I had, how I had such a career. Uh, I think it's mostly probably looks. I think so too. Yeah. Have you seen? I mean, there's so many movies where I would like look and be like flicking off the camera. I'd be like, <laughs> did they edit that part out? I think they I did. never watched I my own porn, yeah, I don't so I don't know that those parts. No, I remember. Uh, I must have been. Do you remember when you started? Yeah, I was 18. 18, so what? 2001, two. Okay, so yeah, so in 2001, two, I was... That was maybe. like when porn was amazing. Like right <laughs> off the 90s, still underground. People still paid for it, or what was amazing about it? Huge budgets. Got it. Huge so yeah, budgets. just prime profit. Lots of money, yeah. Yeah, when I... So you were 18, and you're, you're 36 now? Mm-hmm. Oh, 36, so I was 12, Oh my God! Thirteen years You're old. That much younger than I'm me. I'm thirty. Oh, six years. That's not that bad. So it's not that bad, but but you at don't that realize age, how old you are until people start saying, "Oh my God, you're the first person I jacked off to," and I'm just like, <laughs> "What the fuck is going you, on?" I don't. You definitely weren't the first, but <laughs> you <God>. were <laughs> amongst the first, probably. I remember watching an interview of you talking about the first time you did a porn scene mm. and that you cried afterwards. Mm-hmm. No, I cried during. You cried during. I cried during. That was my first boy-girl scene. I started off with just nude modeling. Okay. Which brings back all types of memories. Because I got into porn because I had to escape my life. Your that's, life. That's in, why I had to get, and you're like, from Florida. my real life. In, I had, from Florida? Well, my family moved from Florida to California. Most of my family moved from Florida to California. My immediate family. Your parents, parents brothers, and sisters. And one of my brothers. One of your brothers. My other brother stayed in Florida in college. And... It actually goes back farther than that. Like, I came out here when I was young, when I was early teens, to do modeling. Mm -hmm. And a big agency wanted to sign me. And then I had one of those Harvey Weinstein experiences. Where Where the agent was... Creeping. We're not going to obviously say any names or whatever. Creeping. Um, No, locked me in a bathroom with him. And this was before you were... I was 15 years old. Yeah, 15 years old. Yeah. I was 15 and years old. This guy Huge was agency. Yeah. And that was my first experience of like, okay, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I don't want to live in LA. This is weird. Obviously nothing, I mean, not obvious, nothing happened. I was stuck in there for maybe 45 minutes. Oh, that's good. Before like he got the hint that I was not going to do anything. I'll just sit there in the corner. Yeah. I'm 15 years old. Like what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. And, um, they didn't sign me. Right. You don't Pretty put, much blackballed me. You're not going to have <laughs> sex gonna, with this old guy, this yeah. old agent? He actually wasn't old, and he was oh, actually very good looking. Oh. And I was just Still like creep, so – I was just so flabbergasted. Like what? Like yeah. I just couldn't even imagine it. Like I, I was just so confused. I think that's partly what it was. And two, I wasn't having sex yet. You were virgin. Yeah. yeah. So – and it wasn't – like, and my dad had like stacks of like penthouse magazines and that kind of stuff that I used to look at with like guy friends, like platonic friends. Mm-hmm. But I was like super awkward. I didn't get pretty till much later. And you were looking at that more out of fun and curiosity, not like. No, I was looking at it. it more of like trying to be cool with the guys. Yeah, yeah. Not really for myself at all. Yeah, not in a sexual yeah, way. No, not at much. all. Um, so then I went back to Florida. Because I was staying out here with, like, family members. And then my parents were like, oh, we're going to move to California. And I was like, fuck no. Because in your head, you equated California with, with that, that guy who. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do in California if this is what's like. And then, um, like, fast forward. And I just didn't want to go to college. And my parents were like, get a job or go to college. That's your option. And so, so I was like flipping through the <laughs> newspaper and there's this little small ad that was like nude modeling make $3,000 in an hour. And I was like done. But that nude modeling turned out to be porn or? No, it was actually nude modeling. It was nude modeling. Okay. And that's how it started. But and then nude it just modeling progressed. pay $3,000 an hour? No. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> I was like. But was... this guy at the time, World Modeling, he was like one of the biggest agencies, if not the biggest agency. And he was so kind and I should have never left him. 
And it was this creepy old building, like, on Van Nuys Boulevard with these three men, like, the epitome of, like, white trash, like, what I came from. It just felt so, like, home-like. So why did you end up leaving him? I ended up leaving him because he only did specific type of stuff, like nude modeling and, like, girl-girl stuff. And when I mm-hmm. decided to go more hardcore, I had to get a different agent. Got it. You had to And then I got graduate. a real agent of Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Well, are you allowed to say who that is? No. No, okay. But he was just also a creep. I don't even know. Am I even allowed to use Harvey's name? Because uh, you I'm get cool the idea it. of what I'm, I'm cool. saying when I use the name. I'm There's not talking about him specifically. On. I'm Wait, just talking about how he Harvey is. Harvey Weinstein, I believe, is in jail now, right? So I think you're allowed to. I don't know if he's in jail. I, I think he's going through the cases right now. He's going through it. But, I use him uh, as like a, um analogy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, okay. I'm perfectly... Perfectly comfortable saying Harvey Weinstein's a bad guy and a well, racist. Well, I, I don't Even think anybody's good convicted. or bad, but yeah. yes. You people don't think d- anyone's bad? I don't think people are good or bad. I think they do bad behaviors, bad but I don't think so like you're saying he might not be they're a bad person. Yeah, he might. He, I don't want to make that judgment. Right. That's not, we're not God, you're saying. Correct. I think that. I think he did some awful things. He did some awful things, and I wouldn't want my daughter or girlfriend or friend around yeah. him, but Unless yeah, may, like you know, enough to deal can with he, uh, maybe, maybe he had some real sexual issues and maybe he could get help and turn a new leaf and not, not be a bad problem. person anymore. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he could do that. Of course. There's redemption for anybody. Is he a bad guy for life? Maybe no, not. No. Well, he's not a bad guy, period. He's just done bad things. But I don't trust him. No, I don't trust anybody. <laughs> no one? What about your kids? I mean, I trust my children. Yeah. To what a degree. They like your, to sneak candy. <laughs> what about your parents? Uh, I mean, parent trust issues? them in... Uh, parent issues in what sense? Like, um... Well, I, be, they feel I don't want to be too critical on How'd they feel about it when you told them that you were going to I actually didn't modeling. tell them. Um... <laughs> I actually didn't them. tell them. I was researching a company on my mom's computer, and I guess I didn't close out enough of the windows. And so she somehow came up on uh, this site. Your research. My research. And because I like to do research on companies, like, before I took the job, because well, for whatever reason, right? And... um Never said anything to me. And then I guess like my first magazine cover that I was in, she slid underneath my bedroom door because it all progressed very quickly. Right. So like you I were still in, living with them at the time. I was still living with them. Okay. So it was like maybe six months into my career. The magazine slid under my door and then I moved out. <laughs> and that was, was that. So her sliding the magazine under the door was not her saying, hey, look, I'm so proud of you. You got your oh, first no. cover. No, no. It was no. saying, hey, I know what you're up to and I don't like it. Hey, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. And this is not how I raised you and shame on you and you're bringing our entire family down. So Damn. get the fuck out. I mean, you know, a good old Jewish mom. I'm, are you Jewish? Yeah. I know you're Jewish now. I didn't realize you were well, b- I mean, raised I was born Jewish. Jewish. Born Jewish. Oh. Jewish now, like I converted to Judaism? I thought maybe you did. Oh, no, no. I don't no, know. Because no, no. you don't look Jewish. That's what everybody says, but you got lucky. can a religion be a look? Yeah, I look very Jewish. People look at me and they go, "You're Jewish." Wow! All the time, every day. Maybe of my because life. I'm tattooed. Maybe, but porn. you also have blonde hair. You Polish Romanian. You know, Polish, it's funny. Yeah. And my mother and my oldest brother, they're dark hair, dark eyes. Blonde and my younger brother is blonde hair, blue eyes, like me. Well, I have green eyes, I think. Yeah, I definitely think no parents, especially Jewish parents, and they're want very their like kids to be porn stars. I guess no one. I mean, wants I didn't grow up thinking I was going to do porn anyway. No one, so yeah, no one does. I don't. I mean, maybe some girls did grow up so thinking that. I never. Thought I that. would. I guess I could forgive an initial bad reaction to it, but did they come around? What do you mean? In what way? Like, good for you? So, uh, not good for you, but uh, initially, obviously. No, I moved out. I never moved back in. <laughs> But you're an adult. Did Are you guys cool now? Do you see each other on holidays? Do no, you just, she call we you see and each say, other. I love you and I'm proud of you. Um, yes. Now, because that's surface level or if that's, that's my own battle that I battle still to this day. <laughs> All I'm saying is. Because like, I mean, I think she sees strength in me because of, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know half of what I've been through. She couldn't handle right. it. It's taken me so long. I've stayed away from this kind of stuff. Like my whole career. Mm-hmm. My career way, could have been much huger had I taken a lot of PR jobs uh-huh. and I chose not to out of respect for my parents. I was going to say, by the way, 
I'm not out. I'm not one of those interviewers that's trying to get you to say something you'll regret. So if you do say something, yeah, I don't that, think you should regret anything. You, well, what I'm saying is, if you say something, and, and I'm like, take that the fuck take out. That, I'll take it out. So don't don't I feel. Do I'm not. Anyway. I'm not here to try and get you to no, say I something. Do that anyway. Yeah, but if you do, okay, saying, thank you. Be comfortable. That was kind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm super comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I've been down this path be for many years. <laughs> be as comfortable as you could be in a closed off curtained room. Right. And I locked you in. Right. Yeah. It's kind of bringing you throwback to the 15 year old model. No, I'm so, I'm not traumatized at all. Well, you were trying. Oh, I want to. So I want to hear about the first sex scene that I cried. Yeah, the first sex scene that you cried. Um, I don't think I cried. If I could go back to that young child, I was probably 19 or 20 at the time. Mm -hmm. I think I was crying. (laughs) It's really funny. I mean, when I think about it, and I just think of like, first of all, when you shoot porn back then, there's got to be at least 100 people there. It's not. I mean, yeah, it's not like three of us now so was this so you've got uh, the male talent you've got me mm-hmm. and the male talent i believe was evan stone but i don't know for sure this I've is how much i black people yeah. out um, long time ago long time Half ago. your lifetime ago yeah and you know you shoot so many fucking movies that it's just like i don't know you just don't even think about it like if i see pictures then stuff will come back to me but um so then you've got four or five cameramen then you've got assistant cameramen then you've got mics people holding mics, then you've got assistants, then you've got makeup. Now, was it like this for all the scenes or just the major ones? Like what about uh, Naughty America or an internet type I would say the majority until the internet happened. Got it. Because this is film still. This is pre-internet, your first few scenes. First few scenes, first couple hundred. First couple hundred, okay. Because when did the internet happen? Like 2007 maybe they switched from film? 2006? I'm not sure. I don't know either. Yeah. So... This is the first scene. There's a hundred, a lot of people on set. I would say, crew. I would say a good forty people yeah. in the room. Right. And you're in a master bedroom, of a beautiful home. A lot was shot in Chatsworth. Obviously, we know uh-huh. that. Still is, right or no? I don't know. I have I no idea. Know. I'm so not affiliated with it. I don't know how any of it goes. Um, and we got through oral sex. We got to like, I think we were in doggy, and I just started crying like silent tears, and it wasn't like boo-hoo tears. It was just like silent tears were just streaming down my face. Well, that's illegal, right? You can't be crying on film while having sex. It's There's a, a liability look. for that. It's not they could be sued for that. It's not a big turn on to most people. I mean, unless you like rape videos. Right. I don't know. So some people, but most people right. are probably but not into th- that. This was a huge company, so um, I just remember the director was like, um, I think you need to go to the bathroom and like pull yourself together. And I think I got up and went to the bathroom, and obviously I came back and finished the scene. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think I was crying because at this point I knew that I had made um, the commitment that this is the path that I was going. You knew this was the next chapter of your life and you're like, okay, I'm really doing it. And I'm not turning back. So on set, you're crying. Like you said, you're not sobbing. No, I'm just crying silent tears. But you're crying silent tears. People still probably notice. There's 40 people in the room. There's a million. And they can see it on camera. The director says, go, go. Get your, bathroom, pull yourself get, together. Pull yourself together. Was he nice about it? Was he like, hey, are you okay? Was the ta- Was the male talent? I have no idea. Was anyone comforting? Do you remember anyone saying, hey, I this have is no tough. idea. I'm sure there probably was. At least yeah. makeup, I would imagine. Yeah. Because that's usually like your confidant is like makeup. Makeup girl. Yeah. Or guy, I guess. Yeah. Mostly girls, I imagine. Because girls are very catty and like other girls... You know, I kind of kept to myself. I I, had, I got a very strong reputation of being a bitch because I was always very silent on set. I never really talked to anybody. I did my work you and I left. You didn't appear as though you were enjoying yourself maybe. No, not that. I just wasn't overly friendly. And I didn't do any PR. So I wouldn't go to parties. I wouldn't go to events. I wouldn't. Right. I stayed away from all of it. So nobody really knew me. And mm. I never crossed. A, like if I didn't want to do something, I would say no. Got and it. there were so many girls that wouldn't say no. So then I got a reputation of just being a bitch. What is uh, something that you said no to? Um, anal. Never did anal. No. No anal. And, and anything, anything like like my agent was a piece of shit, right? He was the best agent in the business because you could make millions of dollars, which I did with him. But he was also a piece of shit. So um he would blackball you for any kind of little thing like just all of a sudden for a whole month you wouldn't work if you didn't say yes to certain things Got well it. that's he your life that. so he, oh, he would all punish, the time. All punish the time. his clients all the time and he would do all types of things and he's actually being indicted right now so 
the universe is just, and it will always come around. That's why it's not your job to judge people, right? Like that's the biggest thing. But he um, would book me for things that I wouldn't, that he knew would be no's. So like I would show up to like Red Light District, which was a big company back in the day. And I'd sit in makeup and then all of a sudden the assistant would come in and be like, okay, so we're doing an anal scene today. Well, I've never shot anal. So I would start to like panic and be like, I'm not shooting anal. Yeah. You've got this whole production, I'm not doing that. thousands of dollars, yeah. if not however much money for the day to do this. Now I'm costing everybody money. Now I feel like I'm doing something wrong. So, sh- And I would call up my agent and be like, hey, I'm booked for an anal, anal scene. Like, I don't, I don't do, do anal. I've never even done anal. And he'd be like, just roll with the punches. Like what? No, you got to talk to me about that. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Roll with the punches? I imagine. What does that even mean? Roll with the punches. That's crazy. I imagine crazy. that kind of stuff happens less often now. You think? I have. Oh, you have no, no idea. idea. Yeah, you're retired. I don't know. So okay. So, so I just have to leave set. So yeah, my so either, the, my option then, is roll with the punches or walk off set. And so then all those people on set go, think that, ah, she sucks. Yeah, of course. She just ruined our day. She of ruined course. our shoot. She cost me thousands. They don't realize. Of dollars. Oh, this is a human. She doesn't want to do that. Or how about you booked me for something that I don't even do? Yeah, she never agreed to do it. Exactly. Yeah. But he'll lie and say, oh, she agreed to do her first anal with you. Yeah. Even though none of that was true. Just hoping you would get there and be like, okay. I don't know. I did all my work sober. So there was a lot of girls that didn't do their work sober. There was a lot of girls that did their work sober. I hadn't gotten into like drugs and alcohol yet until I was much older. So. Do you ever have an issue with it or no? Yeah. I had a huge issue with it. When I had the most amount of money in the biggest house and the most cars and the most bags, that's when I had my biggest issue. What drug? What was your drug? I would say pills probably. Popping pills all day, and so was this during porn or after? Um, I would say when it w- it was when I knew I was going to leave. And what was the did, was there a point where you were enjoyed doing porn or no? Um, was it always just a job for you? You're like, this no, be an easy I think way there were money. times that I truly enjoyed. At the very beginning, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I thought. This was a very safe place to learn who I am as a woman. I was not raised in a household. I was very shamed for my body from a very small age. And I didn't understand that until much later in life, going through lots of therapy. I got my degree in psychology. I had to go through so much fucking shit to figure, to dissect, like, what is wrong? Why am I so uncomfortable with my own body? And what made me divert into this field, right? But I knew that this was the safest place that I could learn about my body. Yeah. And I built my confidence. It created, I met my husband, soon to be ex-husband. <laughs> well, so um, was he another performer no. or was he, he was behind the scenes? No, he was just a civilian, a normal person. Oh, okay. But, oh, uh, you made it sound like you met him in. Well, I mean, like I was doing porn, doing, yeah, yeah. but no, he was not a part of that business. Yeah. There were a lot Probably that would so come like, into the business to make millions of dollars and leave, go buy houses, invest in real estate, do whatever they did. Just an easy cash grab. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, there was so much money. So you're doing it. You're liking it. How did you meet your husband? I met him through mutual friends. So just totally. through mutual friends, my, random. One of my gigs got canceled and they were like, let's go out on the lake. And I was like, okay, I never go and hang out with you guys. So you liked each other. Now how? Now it's no, still kind liked of... each other. I saw him from a distance and I was like, ooh, I'm going to marry that guy. <laughs> and you did. And I did six months later. For 12 years. For 12 years. So it was pretty still technically successful married. marriage for, compared to a lot of them. I mean, I it, most marriages end in divorce. Pretty sad. Mine's ending in divorce. <laughs> yeah, but most do. It's pretty sad. I mean, I but don't know. How, this still kind of blows my mind. I, it's a pretty common question. What? But how do you... What kind of guy, or how does it work where he's just comfortable with you? Like, all right, I'm going to set. Did he? Was there ever any issues with that? Because he obviously knew what he was getting into when he started um, dating you. I found out later that he knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew my work. I didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. When I met him, and even when I got married to him, I did not know oh, that. Oh, he didn't tell you till way later. That no, he I mean, maybe were. not way later. We got married well, in six months, okay, right? So it, at some point, he told me. Uh-huh. I also found out that he had slept with multiple girls from the industry. Okay. And then come to find out, he slept with pretty much all of L.A. So, <laughs> so he's a good-looking guy. He's a very good-looking guy. Yeah. We have very beautiful children. Mm-hmm. And he's very sexual. And the first time I—it's funny. The first time I ever had sex with him, <laughs> he turned—like, when we're done in, in his house, like, before we had gotten married, he turns around and he's like, you're really bad in bed. I don't know how you have a career. <laughs> that was his first thing to me. I was like, oh, okay, really build my confidence, huh? 
<laughs> but you liked it. <laughs> I guess I did. <laughs> you liked the negative. I was in a very dark. I attracted a dark energy. Do you know uh, what I mean? I found out later that I found out later recently that I married my mother. Mm. I used to think women married their father, but that was a huge misconception. What I've learned is that women actually marry their mother. And all I, women? Not all women. Yeah. I mean, it's a statistic. Who knows, yeah. right? Where do they get the polls? I don't know. Yeah. But that's why I got my psychology degree. I was trying to figure out, like, who the fuck am I? What is wrong with me? I went to therapy for all these years. Then I went to college to get a psychology and do degree. do you think that worked, getting the psychology degree? Were you able I think to it's all self-analyze yourself? And of course. Out all, all these questions shit? I had asked in all of my teachers, like, all of my classes – Oh my God, I'd ask so many questions. So like, you, you got to the point where you were not enjoying the work? job anymore. I don't think that it wasn't, I don't think that it was that I wasn't enjoying the job. I grew up very poor. Um, my mother grew up wealthy. She married outside of the religion. That's probably why I don't look Jewish. <laughs> there you go. There's the bomb. And her family disowned her financially. But you said you grew up poor, but your mom married. Rich, so. No, my mom grew up very wealthy in New York City. Oh, New York it, Jew, you, right? The okay. epitome of the New York Jew. She then married a Southerner, deep South. Poor guy. Right. Very spiritual man. I'm mm -hmm. super close Money to my father. Everything. Money is nothing. Yeah. And um, so her family kind of disowned her in the sense of he's not um, he's not Jewish. That's mm -hmm. a huge no-no. Yeah. And he's poor. Two big no-nos. So they kind of abandoned her. She had three kids, very young. 22 years old, she has three kids. They're married, right? They've been married almost 40 years now. So um, where was I going with this? So I grew up very poor. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of fighting in the house about money. So in my childlike mind, I thought money would bring happiness. Sure. There was also a lot of fighting about give me attention, show me love from her. Why do you look at these magazines of these women? So I think there was a lot of confusion in my mind of to feel validation, I need a man to validate me. I need to be pretty and I need to be rich. That is what I came to the conclusion of. And I think that's normal for most women to think really? that at one point in their life. Sure. I, I think know. every woman. I think I thought it for so many years that that's what led me into this path. Right. Now, if I said that to my mother, she would probably smack me across the face because she would take no accountability. Right. Most. I think most people. Especially as a child or young adult, they go, I want to make money. Well, I don't I know. It depends. If you come from a if – you, if you, it depends on how you hear money, right? Money is an energy. So if you hear money in a negative connotation like money only brings you happiness, that's not true. We know that. Now, is it nice to have money to pay your bills? Of course. Is yeah. it nice to it's take nice to vacation? Sure. Yeah. And is it good to have a big desire? Of course. I'm not doubting that. But if you think that your happiness is only going to come from material or money, no. that's a problem. Yeah, that's wrong. And that's where I was headed. So my issue with drugs and being miserable didn't come from the porn. It came from being so successful. When I was in a multi-million dollar house in Sherman Oaks mm -hmm. behind these gorgeous gates and had every bag you could imagine and so many cars I couldn't drive and a boat and vacations and fly all my friends first class all around the world and I would just go to Japan for a month and go here for a month and do whatever the fuck I wanted, that's when I was on the most amount of drugs. Because here I am with all this money, Still all this stuff, and now I'm the most unhappy I've ever been in my entire life. So what the fuck is the problem? Can you curse? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what? I guess if you could talk about porn, you could probably curse, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that was my that was my first awakening. So what was the problem, or what did you? I didn't know yet. That was my first awakening. Mm -hmm. That was like the first moment that I was like, okay, what is wrong? So I took like a couple thousand dollars worth of pills and dumped them down the toilet, and just went cold turkey sober. Okay. And I mean, I probably took like thirty to forty pills a day. Did anyone say to you? Hey, you have a drug problem, or you just knew you no, were. No, everybody around me was on drugs. Right. So no one was telling you to get sober, really. There was no I one mean, in your I mean, I think my baby daddy was definitely saying, like, you have a pill problem. Your husband. Yeah. Yeah, at the time. Soon to be ex husband. Right. I call him baby daddy. Yeah. yeah. That's the best way to put but it. But at the time, he was your husband. Yes. And he's, was he, he would on say pills that too, I have. No. no. So he was I clean. introduced him to drugs. The first time, the first time that we went to Vegas together, and we probably had, like, I don't know, a couple pounds of cocaine. And that was like his first introduction to like, I mean, we would lie in a table this long of cocaine and wow. just snort it. The fact that I'm alive is just unbelievable. 
You know what I mean? The fact that I had two beautiful, healthy children after putting my body through this is unbelievable. But I'm trying to even get to the point. It takes a lot. If no one around you is telling you you have a drug problem, you didn't have Well, everybody any... else is doing drugs, so right, who's right. going to tell so, you? So your husband a little bit at the time is saying He you said I had problem. a pill problem because yeah. my mood would be like this. Right. But you haven't had any OD issues. You were no. You didn't go to the hospital for overdosing. No. You just had... No, you knew God in your heart, yeah. You knew that you're like, I have a drug problem. I need to cut this shit out. I don't know if I would say I had a drug problem because I don't believe in the word addict, but I knew that I was in complete darkness and I was trying to f- be connected to the light. And when you take drugs, you have that little spark of light. It's like that mm-hmm. flash of light. And so I constantly wanted that flash of light because I couldn't get that light naturally because my soul needed some kind of connection and I had none. That was the issue. But I didn't know that then. Mm-hmm. Then I just knew I'm miserable and I have all this stuff. And why am I unhappy? This is what I thought I needed. So you quit cold turkey. So I quit cold turkey and I enrolled in college. And and that's when you dropped out or stopped doing porn. I didn't necessarily stop doing porn. I just slowed way down. You cut. Yeah, you cut way down. I slowed way down. So semi-retired. Semi-retired. I am. Uh, yeah. That was 2010. That 2009. Early 2010. Then 2011, I got pregnant with my first child. And was that a planned thing? It was a planned thing on my part. <laughs> Surprise for the husband? Uh, oh, no. It was definitely planned. I'd never been on birth control, and I had never gotten pregnant. Yeah. But it was, uh, you either get me pregnant or I divorce you. It was what an about, ultimatum. Got it. But is, is that was good, the first problem in our marriage. Was he a good dad? Um, I think he's he has the capabilities of being a phenomenal father. Got it. It's a tricky thing he's when fine. you say is someone a good dad because... I used to always go around saying he's a phenomenal father, but then I slowly started being told that to be a phenomenal father, you also have to treat the mother with the utmost respect. That's part of being a phenomenal father. Got it. So I think it's a tricky line. Does he take really good care of the children when he's around them? Absolutely. That's good. Is he present now that he's out of the house? Absolutely. He also was in the restaurant bar business, so he was around a lot of drugs, and he worked all night and slept all day. I also think that he signed up for a specific type of lifestyle. I'm marrying a porn star. We had massive amount of orgies. We did a lot of drugs. We traveled all over. Who wants to have a baby? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, at 26 years old, I was 26 years old when I had her. That's very young. I got, yeah. you know, so it's like, whoa, wrench in the plan. What the fuck? I yeah, think yeah. that was the first. You're ruining the fun. That was the first thing that he did not sign up for. So I think that's where it like went left turn. Because now you have a baby, you nurse the baby, now you're going to go back to work, but I'm not going back to that old lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer doing drugs. I'm, yeah, I mean, obviously mom. I wasn't doing drugs when I got pregnant. Let's right. clarify that. I yeah, was yeah. sober before I got pregnant. I was in college and I was on the path of finding God, really. My spirituality. Let's say that instead of God. God's too big of a metaphysical to talk about. So but it is God. You're Jewish. Sure. But you, we don't really talk about God because I yeah. don't I don't go to temple. I study Kabbalah, so it's all spirituality. Now I'm uneducated on this matter. What's uh Kabbalah what's the difference is, between Kabbalah and Temple? Kabbalah is spirituality. Got it. So Kabbalah So you still read from the Torah? Is like hippie Jews? No, you don't have to be Jewish at all. A lot of people come that are not Jewish. It's not a Jewish thing at all. Uh. I would say it's what Judaism came from. Got it. Do you know what Kabbalah is? Look it up. <laughs> it's phenomenal. I would say it saved my life. I would say getting pregnant with my baby saved my life, and then this saved my life. That's great. Oh, my God. It's huge. So, and now I'm raising them like that because I wouldn't want to raise them in temple because they're Jewish. went through this big 180 that your husband did not sign up for. Yes. So I started this path of growth. And this was six years into your marriage, halfway through your marriage, roughly? Well, I got married in... 08 and I had she was born in 2012. Okay, so, so four years, so four into, years into the marriage, you make this big change that he didn't sign up for. Was his initial reaction no? Was his initial reaction okay, I'll try and do this with you? No, I'll t- try and take it on. No, his initial reaction was the opposite direction. But you were able to stay for so many more years, stay for so many, yeah, stay for yeah. so many more years. So, how, how did say, you get past that big bump in your relationship? We never did. You never did. Okay. No. So it was, it was basically I would say that a I slow ju- downhill from there. I think it was like an illusion in my own mind. Like, one, I have two parents. Like, I believe that my parents should have got divorced many years ago, many, many, when we were children. Mm-hmm. And I've had talks with my dad about why he stayed, which is not something I'm going to talk about. But 
I came, you don't stay for the children, but a lot of people think you do stay for the children. Mm-hmm. And in actuality, it creates so much trauma on the children. Another reason why I went through therapy, right? right. So I was staying for the children, child at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I also was in the illusion of believing your words, but not watching your actions. So I thought that eventually he would wake up. And we're all on our own journey at our own time. And I know that he has such a potential and there's so much light in him and I can see that potential, but that's not who he is right now. Right. Or back then. So party was hoping, waiting for him to go, you're right. It's time to grow up and. Yes. Let's evolve. And and be adults. Yeah. Yes. Because I wanted to keep evolving, but the universe was like blocking my involvement because I had this dark cloud sitting over top of me. Mm -hmm. And then our consciousness started to be different. Like the way I wanted to raise her and the way that he would react to situations are night and day. So now there becomes conflict. Well, I know what that was like growing up and I don't want that, Mm -hmm. but I do want another baby and I don't want a bunch of baby daddies. So let's so fast forward five mm-hmm. more years, right? Now you got two. And now I've got two. Mm-hmm. And she's a baby still. She just turned 18 months. But so I had to get out. As a adult, former adult star, mm-hmm. you have all these videos of you on the internet. How, does your oldest know about that? Uh, would you have a plan for that of... Of telling your kids? I think she knows some stuff because we've had some issues with a school situation that um, I'll tell you privately. I can't tell you on the air. Okay, no worries. Um, Just out of respect for... No problem. Just because... Let me tell you why. Because people are such fucking shitty people and they're so judgmental and they want to be your friends and they want to know all about this juicy details because porn is so around us in LA. Yeah, everyone watches it. And it even though it's so taboo, it's so mainstream now. Mm-hmm. And so here they see some girl that's pretty, that's married, that's got a kid, that's going to this expensive school and they want to get to know her and they want to be friends with her. And then they want to sabotage her, right? I mean, that's but I'm no victim and I'll take accountability for allowing them into our lives. Lawsuits, all types of shit, right? Damn. I didn't do anything wrong. I can put it that way, that I didn't do anything wrong. And the crazy part of all of it is that they still are watching me. Like, you know how you are can... Are you still s- at the same same school with those people? No, or are you no, switched? no, yeah. no, 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 no. God, no. I'm not anywhere near any of those people. Oh, but they're just watching you on social media and yeah. all that. They're still watching your life. They're like, oh, yeah. let's check in on this lady yeah. who tried to ruin her life. Isn't that crazy? Is that so weird? Like, what kind of balls do you have? People like drama. I guess. Or maybe it's just like to me, I'm kind of like because I've ignored you because I didn't go after you when I should have. Like they broke broke so many laws and I have one of the most powerful attorneys and like within two seconds, it was all shut down. Right. That day it was all shut down. That's good. And I don't know if it's because they wanted me to come after them. I don't know if it's because I just cut them out of my life cold turkey. Like I literally picked her up from school that day and she never... we never spoke to anybody from that school ever again. And these are all names that you would know. That's what's so sad. And it's like, do you live in a glass house? Like, but when people go low, I go high. I just, I don't, you don't fight the darkness. So I'm not going to get into a lawsuit. Even if I know I could win, I still wouldn't go after you because that's just not who I am. I'd rather just be like, bye. One, I don't want your dirty money. Yeah. You don't want that negative energy in your life. I don't want you around me. And three, the biggest blessing was that you brought me this attorney. And now I've had so many projects with him and my life has done. That's why they say like, you never, like when you approach a situation, you never know if it's really a bad situation or is it a blessing? Mm-hmm. This horrific situation you learn from it, turned out you to be the it. biggest blessing. Yeah, Like they gave me literally an angel. Mm-hmm. And now he's like a family friend and I've done, there's more money I've made with him than I could have ever gotten from them. I was going to ask you, so you go to school you retire, semi-retire from porn. What do you the business? What do you do next for money? I mean, you probably had a lot saved because you were making a lot yeah, at the time. Yeah, I had a lot saved. Your husband at the time had a job. Had a job. So you had money coming in there. Yeah, so he was so, paying like, and we, what I did was I downsized. I actually filed for bankruptcy. Um, so I dumped all those, let's back up, right? I dumped all those pills in the thing. Mm-hmm. Before I got pregnant, I was like, I'm not doing this. My agent said, I'm going to sue you. You have this many projects. I'm going to sue you for this amount of money because you need. You already signed contracts oh, you to signed do these contracts projects. And you're like, I don't want to do them anymore. Right. Yeah. And I have every right to say I don't want to do yeah. it. I filed for bankruptcy. 
I get out of this house, this multi-million dollar house. I get out of all these cars and I move into a small apartment. It wasn't that small, like a townhouse apartment. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a huge difference between a 7,000 square foot house and yeah, 1,100 square foot. compared to what you right, were used right. to. Totally different lifestyle. And I start to figure out who I am. I go to college. I get pregnant. And we stayed in that apartment for seven years, I want to say almost. And then we moved into a house. And now I'm in a different house because of the split or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just downsized. I downsized my whole life and I started over completely. So I humbleized myself. One, I lost all my friends who I thought were friends because when you stop paying for people, people don't want to be around you. I sold a lot of stuff because I just didn't need it. I'm still mm-hmm. selling stuff on Boshmark to this day. I'm still trying to unload all these fucking bags. Why you need so many fucking handbags? <laughs> I don't know. It's so ridiculous. Why do you need so many fucking a cars? Weird girl like thing. I don't you know what it is? It's called a I don't know who I am thing, and I need people to acknowledge me for the wrong reasons. And part of it's just hypnotized by media and, oh, you're a girl. This is what we're supposed to like. We love shopping. Oh, look it's at so all stupid. these other girls. Oh, look it's at- the let me find happiness in stuff rather than just naturally being And happy. you're comparing yourself to others. Like, for it's example, horrible. me, I don't care about cars at all. But then I see all my friends have BMWs. I'm like, well, shit, maybe I should get a BMW. So... People think that you're cool. I'm as cool as they are, you know. So but stupid. so stupid, yeah. So stupid. But you can't help it. You can't help. You see yeah, everyone you can't around help you. It. You don't getting, do it. Getting doing all these well, things. Well, LA is a tough place for it. it. You can't like, help but having the feeling a little bit when everyone, all your friends are doing something to go. Well, you at least have a thought. Should I be doing that too? Or you could be like, yeah. all your friends are fucking lost, or that. and they need to wake up. Right. And you could leave. But sometimes by you have to have you have to think about it to get to of that course, conclusion. Of course. So you asked me, how am I ever going to tell her? I think she kind of knows something because of the school situation. Mm -hmm. Um, She knows that I didn't do anything wrong. She also knows that people attack you for things that are, um, I don't even know how you would work. Like people judge you for things that are none of their business. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And um, so I think she learned a little bit because it was something very specific that they were saying that I did. And it wasn't true. And so she heard that story. And then just recently, I, w- I had shown her some magazines that I was in, like um, Inked and FHM and like those kinds of magazines where it's like sexy, but not fucking pussy spread, you know, right. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> totally different. Mm-hmm. And she was like, wow, mom, <laughs> like I'm not going to do that. <laughs> or like I've taken her, I got my nipples pierced before our second child and I took her with me and she was like, okay, I'll never do that. <laughs> I raised her in a very desensitized environment because right. I was raised the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I was told nothing and I was so shamed about my body that I want her to be so proud of who she is and I want her to be so smart to the point of, I'll give you an example of a story. We're in the bathroom years ago. She was young, maybe five years old with another girl, another girl. girl age. And I'm changing my tampon. And the little girl is like, what is that? And it's not like they can actually see. Right. So let's not make this weird. Right. But I'm a woman with two other girls in the bathroom yeah. and my daughter, she's like, oh, mom's on her period. She's changing her tampon. You'll get your period later. Five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other girl's like, what? Yeah. So no it idea. just shows the difference in the households. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying how you're raising your child is right or how I'm raising my child is right. I just know that how That's I was raised yeah. was wrong. And so I'm going to make sure that my child is extremely knowledgeable about her body. This is science. This is what happens. Yeah. Like, this is why I'm cranky. This is why I'm craving chocolate. This is why I'm bleeding. This is why I don't have a baby because babies are coming out. You know, like, let's biology. When mm-hmm. I was going to give birth to her sister, we used, we watched a bunch of YouTube videos of birth. <laughs> she wanted to see what it was She's like. Informed. She, she didn't. She didn't necessarily like the videos. She'll be ready for the world. <laughs> but she's Things like, won't phase her. no, she's so incredibly enlightened. And part of him, he doesn't agree with a lot of that. But I know for me as a kid, I just wanted to know everything. Me too. And I, I learned everything sponge. on the street. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want my children doing that. And if someone told me you can't know about that, oh, you're then too I'm going to go get it. Then I want it even more. Exactly. So. Exactly. And that's what curiosity kills the cat, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that is. And I was lucky enough to grow up in the country. Like I'm stealing cars, my parents' cars at 12 years old, driving down the street with my best friend and the police officer would stop us and tell us to put on our seatbelt <laughs> and let us go. You do that in LA, you know, you're going to jail. There's yeah, a, a huge lot. problem. So knowing that I'm raising my children in this environment, 
they have to be informed. They mm-hmm. have to know what's up. Yeah. And I don't want her to be in a room where a man is locking her in the room, nor right. do I want her to seek validation in a man. Or if she's in that situation, know for what her to, to do. be able to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To be aware of that. That stuff goes on in the world. Yeah. But that's like the $64,000 question. Like, how do you tell your child you did porn? I don't think it's something that I'm going to have to actually sit down and tell her. I think she's naturally going to understand, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, she's seen me on Californication. My boobs were oh, out. I love that show. I don't remember you. On I that. was on an episode or two of those. I was on two episodes of that. And in one of the episodes, like, I start getting undressed because we're supposed to have sex, but we don't actually have sex. But it starts with, like, me undressing my shirt in one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And she sees this. This is cable TV. Yeah. Was it cable TV? It was Showtime. Showtime yeah, okay, so whatever. Probably, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Premium, I mean, they have more cable. sex stuff on Showtime and HBO than, like, soft porn these days. Oh, yeah. So, like... I don't think like the porn thing is really something that's like that mind boggling to me. It's more of society sure. that I have to deal with, like the school situation mm-hmm. or like other kids. That's why I want to kind of get ahead of it. But that kind of did. That was my biggest fear. And boom, it happened and it's already over. And do you ever see yourself going back into it? Pornography? No. Done? Yeah, no. What's What do you think the next chapter is just being a mom? Do you have a career pursuits? Um, I'm writing do? a book that I've been working on for a long time. I say I've been writing it for a long time. It's actually written, but I just have a problem with like letting go of it. Mm-hmm. It's a fiction novel. I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's a three-part series. I totally see it being made into a TV show. I can already like... And it's already done. It's already done. So why don't What's um, stopping you? It's just like, um, even though it's fictional, it's vulnerable. There's a lot of vulnerable moments in the character. Have you sent it to close friends to read or any like an editor anything like that just my attorney what'd he say oh he loves it of course well but he's ready for it man up dude i know i've got to find the right publishing people and like because i know once one is done then i've got to get on to two and three because it's a three-part series Mm -hmm. and i know it's going to be made into something big so it's like i just have to even if it doesn't, it feels good to just no, put something out there that. into the world, you know, put nah, a piece of art. I'm not putting something out there for nothing. <laughs> I am not doing that. I put stuff it's out all there nothing. for nothing you all do? the time. You do? All it's the time. It's not for nothing, I think though. everything I've made is for nothing, but I still like it. Still, no, it's not I'm doing it to that. share, to help other people. Yeah. I wish that I could have read something like this when I was young. There that you would go. have been amazing. There you go. So maybe that's, that's, why I'm that's your it. motivation. But I also have to get past the part of like... Even though you change characters and you change all these things, like your closest family members, they'll be exposed to things that they have no idea about. And so it's all timing, right? I have to – I'm going to put it out this year. That I know. Okay. He's already put a time limit on it. I have to go through the divorce thing also because – Yeah, yeah. For certain reasons. And for, you know, other reasons. But – I have to let go of the fact that I'm living for myself and I'm not living to make somebody else happy or comfortable. That's my biggest thing. Like, I don't want to hurt my parents when they read certain stories, Got even it. though it's fictionalized. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I'm Maybe saying. Maybe put it out as a, uh, another identity. Maybe put a different no, name on No, they're it. using my SAG name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they won't do. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll own it. I already do own it. I, I mean, I own everything about my life. So, but it's like these are things that these are stories that are way deeper than cocaine. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That even though it's fictional, you have a lot of real personal connections in the mm-hmm. story, and mm-hmm. that someone might, someone reading would go, mm. that part's not fictional. Yeah, didn't Lindsay yeah. really do that? Yeah. I wonder. So the theme of this show, yeah, is unlicensed therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's funny when you sent me that at first I was like what is he a therapist and then I was like mm-hmm. I have a therapist that I pay a lot of money to mm-hmm. and then I'm, I thought no I'm not it's a therapist that I know but but I like a different perspective I could help you okay help me show tell me how to be a gazillionaire again is that your goal is that <laughs> no I mean yeah it seems like okay I, I don't know you but I follow you on social media and it seems like you know you're doing all right financially. Are you having any money issues? Are you? I mean, I don't have money issues. I mean, you know, but how, I want to make more money. You know how to make more money better than I do because I don't have any money. But you have. <laughs> you already said earlier you're gonna. You have a book you're sitting on. You want to make money? Put out your book. I know. There's something. But I'm not putting out the book for the money. I'm putting out the book to help. Sure, others. but nothing wrong if it helps you make a little money. 
a lot of money. You put a lot of work into the book. My whole life. There you go. So if you thousands made a little, of journal so entries. if you made some money off of it, it's not hurting anyone. I know. I'm kind of trying to like it's. You have to like reteach. How do you retrain people? Like the majority. Okay, so. How I knew that I was going to change my life is like Twitter, you're all your voice, right? Mm -hmm. So Twitter, I have like a half a million followers. That's another way to make money off social media. Right. Instagram, I have less than 100,000. That's all body image. So to me, it was like the universe saying, okay, using your voice is obviously more powerful than using your body because this platform is growing nonstop and it's all voice where this platform is decreasing. The more you use your voice, the more people you lose because Mm -hmm. it's more body image and it's not even real. But I'm trying to retrain fans of 20 years to not want to see my body and to listen to my heart and my soul. Yeah, you'll that probably, is hard. You'll, you'll probably That's lose a lot of them. Bottle. Yeah, you'll lose a lot of them. But, yeah, I have. But a lot of them will. You have to be gain cool new ones. It. And yeah. I've got to find females because females really are the ones that like back everything. That's well, my hardest thing. I think it's like you said. You, you got just a book keep going. you're sitting on. You want to start a podcast. <laughs> you got a little crop I know, on. I say all those that are stuff. All, those are all ways to make money. But it's tough. You're also a mom. You got two kids. With no help. With no help. I know, because I'm petrified. Because I went to psychology, got my degree in psychology, and we had to read all those trauma stories. <laughs> Hard to make money in that. No, that yeah. it literally go, getting my degree in psychology. I think traumatized me more than anything. I think psychology is the most popular degree there is because it's nothing. So it's almost yeah. So it's almost it's hard. It's very hard to make money in psychology. I don't want to make any money in psychology. I went there just to try to figure myself out. But what I learned about therapists, most therapists, is they like to ruminate around your issues because that's how they make money. Mm -hmm. If they actually fix you, then they make no money. So they don't actually want to fix you. It's really a hoax. So I have a ranking board of issues is going to motivate you to to bring up a better issue than money. So the first... (laughs) I don't have a money issue. (laughs) So the first, I'll tell you... I have a divorce issue. Oh, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Not really. Maybe that's something. (laughs) Um, the first, this is the second episode where we're doing the segment. The first episode was my friend Trey and his issue was his girlfriend wants to, uh, peg him. What does that mean? Like fuck him in the butt? Fuck him in the butt with a strap on. Okay. I've done a few of those that will destroy so, their relationship. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, I told him, but so his, his issue, how we brought up is how for him to get out of it. And I, so I told him, say no, tell her you don't want to do it. It's that simple. What kind of woman wants why, to do that anyway? His girlfriend, I guess. I don't know her. But why would that destroy their relationship? Though? Now I'm curious. For me, that kind of destroys the masculinity of the man. Oh, God. So she'll look at him in a different way after Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You're completely dominating him. Mm-hmm. So then at what point is he masculine to you? Right. That's Oh, there you go. I'm I, would tra- I would not be into tra- that. To that. I would not be into that at all. I wouldn't be I into mean, I did it on film nothing, a handful right. of times. Sure. And no, nothing about that sounds there's like something I would nothing about do. that that turned me on. They had to pay me a shit ton of money, way more money than I would make like on my normal scenes. And I just felt like it, you know, in one sense, that's good because it seems now, I don't want to say easier than a normal scene, but no, it's much harder than a normal scene. Oh, it is. I was gonna say at least because nothing to me, a man you. is strong and protective and you know, takes care of you and like, and a female is feminine and, and I'm a pretty strong female. So I don't know. Like I used to do a lot of domination scenes because I'm such a strong female. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I couldn't like go have lunch with the man. Because I was just like a little bitch. Exactly. (laughs) After that day. Exactly. Like, dude, I can't go get lunch with you. I just fucked you. (laughs) Exactly. So, so I funny. would say, do not do that, Trey, whoever Trey is. It's, it's funny. A bad idea. You know, flip that around. What or if, he might enjoy it and imagine, they might fucking love it. And that just might be the thing. Imagine if a guy did that, though. I can't get lunch with you. I just fucked you. To a girl? <laughs> to a girl. Like in her ass or just in general? In general. You can't flip it. It's but funny that's that natural. It's, and I know. But it's just funny in today's with all the sexism bullshit and all the, not bullshit, but you know what I mean? Or if a girl, we've all gotten way too sensitive. Yeah, we've all gotten so sensitive. It's so stupid. I couldn't imagine if if it was flipped the other way. What's the hardest part about going through a divorce? Is it that your once best the friend? Seventy five pages of paperwork. <laughs> are you guys Are you guys cordial about the whole thing? Of course, you are. Okay, yeah, that's great. I see him all the time. That's amazing. That's why Think I said about one how day many I said. End. Uh, yeah, I've seen him in my family. Yeah. Um, that's why I said the other day I wrote on Twitter I was like. 
would it be easier to go through a divorce if you hated the person or if you love the person? Like, which one's harder? Because there's such a thin line between love and hate, right? Well, if you're still in love with the person, that might be harder. No, I'm definitely not in love with him, but I love him unconditionally. Then I think that makes it easier. And I don't know. I think it makes it harder because he has caused me so much pain, and I have to rise above the pain that I have, the ways that he's let me down. I have to rise above all of that, and I have to smile, and I have to eat crow every time I see him when the kids are around. Right. But that'll get easier. Time heals all wounds. Maybe. It'll at least get a little easier. I would hope so if he wakes up. <laughs> Physically waking up or mentally waking up? Spiritually waking up. Spiritually waking up. Even if he doesn't, it'll still get easier because you're going to, okay, this is just what I'm dealing with in my life. This is my life. Yeah, I think it's more of my own lesson to accept that he did not yeah. protect me the way that I needed him to mm-hmm. protect me. Yeah. And maybe Absolutely. you'll find someone that will, or maybe you'll just protect yourself. I, I do not want to be single the rest of my life. I'm 36 years old. Thank you for wishing that on me. <laughs> I didn't wish it. I'm saying, maybe. Who knows? I can't. It's out of my control. Right before I got married, I was like, I always went from, I was a serial person, like one relationship to the next, to the next, to the next, right? Mm-hmm. That's my biggest thing right now of stay single, like mm-hmm. get your career going, switch everything Be around. Be happy with and yourself then, and then allow yeah, someone else. Because I, that's yeah. what I was always doing. So I had this three month period before I met the guy that I married and I would just like randomly bring home men to mm-hmm. my house. Sure. And normal thing, <laughs> I guess. And there was this one really hot guy behind the bar and I don't know if I was drunk or if he was actually just super hot. And so I was like, dude, when you get off, come to my house, this is where I live, blah, blah, blah. He shows up. <laughs> Poor guy. He'll never know who. And <laughs> and um, we're in bed, and he gets undressed, and I am such an advocate for safe sex. Like, you have to use protection, sure. guys. Yeah, you're like condoms. Girls. Bring especially with a guy. Condoms. Especially a guy you don't know. Just anybody in general. Like, people think porn people are... We're tested all the fucking time. Like, oh, yeah. we're the cleanest people you can fuck with. I still wouldn't fuck you, right? I hooked like, up without with a condom. girl in... Uh, the red light district in Amsterdam. Oh, and I love that area. It was, yeah, Amsterdam's beautiful. But, uh, so I got a prostitute in the right. red light. I love it. And the most common question is, did you use a condom? I'm like, first off, yes, of course. But also, do you think she would let me do it without no. a condom? They're, because they don't trust you. Yeah, it's like, they're, they're super clean. They get tested more than I do. Of course. Yeah. So he's there and he gets undressed and his penis turns out to be so small. And I was so disappointed. Was it like a micro penis? It's so bad. I shouldn't even be saying was it. Was it like this small? Was it that small? The was condom it just, would not go on the penis. W- now, was it... And it was a regular condom. Was it hard? Was his penis hard and still yeah. really small? Oh, it wasn't really small when or it was, was it? hard, but it was just not... I mean, it was so small. So he was having a... I'm just saying... I'm just trying to get the full picture of it. Micro he, is like an actual thing, right? Yeah. Okay, it's not that. So it was a small But it was thing. just a very small But was it, was it more... Was it small or was he having impotence issues? No, he was rock hard. Was he, oh, he was rock hard. Okay. And like, I even gave him the benefit of the doubt. I tried to put the condom on. I let him get on top of me because I was like, you're so gorgeous. And then I just was like, you have to go. This is not going to work. And I made him leave my house. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean. And I lived kind of far at the time from where he drove from. It's not. But I didn't. I don't know how to not wrong. be authentic. You did nothing wrong. Like, you I'm not going to enjoy it. this. Yeah. You're so gorgeous, but I can't get past the fact that I can't feel you inside of me. I've had you no babies. You did nothing babies. wrong, but that just sounds so uncomfortable. <laughs> For the man? For both of you. I would, if I, like, okay, for example. Because size really doesn't matter. I'm not saying size. But it size, does a little it, bit. It does in the sense of like I really want to be able small, to feel you yeah, yeah, in me. Yeah. But, okay, that situation has happened But if to me you're very reversed. sexual, you can make up for that. So he wasn't, he didn't go down. I don't, you. no, I didn't even give him a chance. Like, okay. our, like that, you have I was brutal up. back in the day. I was I, not a nice person. I was going to say, I've had the reverse situation where I've been with girls and. Oh, God. Just. And they they get come over whatever we we are they get undressed, and it's not what I had in mind. Like they have a penis. <laughs> That's not, luckily hasn't That's happened, happened yet. Okay. But maybe uh, okay. Here's an like example. it smells, or That's it just doesn't look good. Okay, that we'll use that as an example. I, well, so which one was it? I've had both, but I've had so I've had a girl once where her vagina smelled. Oh my god! This is why so I teach bad. my fucking seven year old wash your fucking hootsie. So she calls bad. it a hootsie. Um, 
And in my head, I was like completely turned off, right? Yeah, pH is everything. But I didn't have it in me to say... Go home? Go home. I still sucked it up and had sex with her. Did you eat her out? No. No, I did not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know. You get like a dental dam? Because then I'd be, that'd be mean because then I'd be So did you gagging. smell after you told her to go home? Were you like disgusting? No, I know. So that's really, the, I'm too nice. Did you get like a UTI or anything? So I'm too nice. I didn't, I didn't bring it up at all. I didn't tell her you have you a You let her spend vagina. the night? No, she didn't spend the night. Luckily, okay. this was during the day. Um, it was like a girl I had hooked up with once before. Oh. I, la- I later found out that she had a yeast infection and didn't know. Did you get one? No. Okay, How'd you find know. out then? Because so she told you. I did. So, I, so, oh, so this is what I did. So I never told her that she had a, that She's she had a smelly now. vagina, <laughs> but I basically didn't want to see her again after that. And obviously. she figured it out. So she was probably like, "Oh, why is he not hitting me up anymore?" Because the first time she wasn't like that. First time she wasn't like this. So. How, as a woman, do you not know you have a yeast infection? I don't know. She was young. I don't know. I don't know. That's why you have to learn your body. It's so, so important. But she texted me. Months and later, said, hey, and says, "Hey, just way. by the way, last time I saw you, I had a yeast infection. Didn't know, so my vagina doesn't stink anymore." <laughs> I was on the I was on the road recently with a comedian, oh and God. he brought this girl out to dinner with us. And I would be I'm the kind of girl that's like, "Ew, my vagina smells gross. Let me go take a shower," or "Ew, she, I didn't drink enough so water." I don't, I I don't know. It blew my mind. That too, was weird. He, this happened. I think some girls are so used to their own smell, they don't smell. I was on. Well, there's a the uh, thing where you actually do smell. There's like a disease where like it's yeah. like a bacterial infection right? where you smell, but there's no other symptoms. I was in uh, I was in Lake Tahoe doing shows, performing there at this improv. And one of the comedians met this girl after the show. Of course. And we all went to dinner together. And you guys all had sex with her. I wish. No, actually, I don't wish. But, <laughs> but I wish. That if I only I knew you 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I wish. I wish that for sure. <laughs> I probably would have uh, been awkward and you wouldn't have been into me 10 years ago. But but uh, so we were out to eat at this restaurant after the show and I, I meet them there. He's like, hey, come meet us at this restaurant. So I go there. I sit down and I'm sitting next to the girl he's with and she reeks of B.O. Mm. Like she smells so bad. Not I'm not that close to her. I'm like, but some people don't believe in deodorant. Right Whatever it was, I don't know if it's her belief, but I smell it from here to the point where I am ready to get my, up and no, I'm eating with my <laughs> face pointed this way, and I'm breathing, breathing out in between bites. Just I'm not, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna say anything, but I'm also thinking like he has to smell her, right? But he didn't, and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news for him. He didn't he, smell her, I guess not, and I don't want to be the one to tell him mm. that hey, this, the chick you're with stinks. I don't want to ruin his fun if he's planning on ha- having sex with her then. Did he have sex with her? So he did. So so they leave and they go to their hotel room. And the next day he texts me. He goes, dude, that chick's vagina smelled bad. And I'm like, I didn't want to say anything, but Ew. it wasn't her vagina. She smelled bad. She was a smelly person. She had major BO. I smelt it from the table. And he's like, why didn't you say anything? Yeah, like and what I'm kind like, of friend are you? I'm like, I didn't want to ruin your fun. I don't want to ruin your night. So, no, I'd be happened. like, uh, no. And I'm sure it's happened. I'm a both totally ways. different wingman. Than I'm sure that. it's happened. You know, I'm saying it, girls, but I'm sure I've had days where I smell bad or something. Yeah, and it you happens. know, some people are attracted to certain like pheromones. Like we all are. Attracted. I don't think anyone's attracted to that pheromone that I smell <laughs> that night. There oh, is no that's one. Gross. Smell is so keeping your body clean is so important. Breath, good like, breath. Could, if you start making out with someone and their mouth tastes bad. Ruins the whole fun. Or like I've ended if they things just with girls bad, from smoking cigarettes. I don't like cigarettes. I've never smoked yeah. a cigarette a day in my life. I've never even tasted yeah, it. I've, no, I've taken a few drags, but I've never smoked a whole one. My girlfriend, the one that I used to steal my parents' cars with back in the day, who I'm still friends with to this day, I actually just went and visited her with our kids, with my kids now, because we both have kids now. It's so That's funny. Good. It's they grew up together as family it, friends. Yeah, like we're, we've been friends for 30 years. And... Um, she always smoked cigarettes from a very young age. And I used to always ask her, Ashley, why do you smoke cigarettes? Like, do you feel good? No. Like, is anything happening? No. I think in the beginning. Like, I just don't get it. They smoke it because they're drunk. It's something to do. She get was a 12. Buzz. She wasn't okay, drunk. Okay, so when you're 12, you smoke it. Oh, some friends of yours are smoking. It's cool. Yeah. You get a buzz. 
But then it just becomes an addiction. You don't get buzz from it anymore, and now it's just a gross habit. It's so gross. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's nasty. It really should be illegal. So you don't need help with your divorce. I don't need help. I can't with my help divorce. you with money unless you want to pay my legal fees. <laughs> uh, I think you probably overestimate how much money I have. <laughs> I have twenty thousand dollars total to my name. Why do you even talk about money like that? You're a Jew. That's why. It's well, or that it's just laughably a low amount, so I don't care to talk about it. I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. So, what? Uh, I give away all my money. To who? The Kabbalah Foundation? Everybody. I share a lot. That's nice. That's how yeah. you get more. The more you share, the more the universe gives you to share. I have such a low amount that I can give it away and not feel bad. I'm like, well, I didn't have much to begin with. You can't with. feel bad anyway. I it's gave, important uh, to share. I gave someone $500 the other day on stage. Did you see that video? No. I. Uh, Why? They had no money? So I host this open mic, mm -hmm. and all the comedians are brand new, and they're way... Like twenty thousand to them would be oh this guy's rich. Okay. So I picked, we all have to start somewhere. Yeah. So I picked the best comedian of the night, and you gave him five. And I gave bucks. him five hundred bucks That's on stage. Awesome. I just made a big. That's huge. Out of it. That's yeah. a good deal. You it's, should keep yeah. doing that. The universe will keep giving you money to do it. It's funny. I guarantee I had, you. Well, that's so. That's what I really want to do. I can't afford to keep doing that because yes, I can. I rent. But what I want to do, what I want, my goal with it was. Is for someone to see that and say you should keep doing it and find like a company or something like that, that to give it. me five hundred dollars a week to give away. You should submit the video to Ellen. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, because you know, like yeah. Shutterfly and stuff always does stuff for her. That's a good idea. And she's a comedian. And she's and a she comedian. Used to be a stand -up comedian. That's so if you do it and she idea. does it, then you owe me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want nothing. Yeah, you get credit. But that that um, I think she would be the first person I would hit up. Worth you a shot. just keep on hitting her Worth up. Worth a like, shot. Like, keep doing it. Yeah. And send then her the video. I would love to do this Send weekly. her the video, yeah. but keep doing it. Yeah. Like, at least do it a couple more times. Right. And let someone else that pretends like they don't know you mm -hmm. submit the video. It's like, wow, look at this comedian. Look at what he's doing. <laughs> right, right, That's right. what you should do. And That's then, boom. That's a good idea. Because she takes, like, help of people there. Now, here's the other thought. The only down thought to it, and this may sound stupid, but... Because we need more Do like, I want to be known as the comedian giving away $500? Because is that, I don't know, part of me thinks. You're not giving it away. They're earning it by being But you know funny. what I mean? Like being a charitable, nice guy. Kind of, Part of me wants to be this asshole guy. So known be both. as the asshole comic. Why can't you do both? Why do you guys keep apologizing? Like, it's if you're going to fucking so, say something, say it. If you're going to say it and apologize, you should be well, smacked in the face. I could, I could address that a little bit. That's annoying. I haven't had, luckily, I have, I'm not. Uh, a then successful enough comedian to have to apologize for anything I've done. You should never apologize, period. But why I think a lot of people apologize isn't because they necessarily regret what they did exactly. or want to do it. It's be But the reason they do it is because they're trying to save their career. For example, But that's not saving your career. But here's the thing. I'm not saying you're, you're wrong. You're not wrong. I know but, that. But <laughs> let's say, for example, I say something on Twitter that gets me in a big trouble mm -hmm. and I have my agent and manager, the people who right. are getting me all my jobs They're gonna and paying say, my hey, bills. You, you, you if you don't apologize, or yeah, if yeah, you don't apologize, I'm going to drop you as a yeah, client. So that's why they apologize. I know. But speaking, I've been there before. Um, all right. So we're going to wrap it up. Your issues are going to be ranked number two. I think Trey getting uh, on Trey. the leaderboard, my friend Trey, who his girlfriend wanted to peg him. That's still the number one issue on the leaderboard. Trey should not do that. Agreed. I'd like to meet this girlfriend. <laughs> I've met her. She's not nice. Or is she she really seemed, She seemed nice. She's pretty. Yeah, she's nice. Like on a scale of one to ten, what is she? I don't want to. On I a scale wanna, of one to ten, what is Trey? I, I don't want to do it. Do this because I don't want to offend them. I don't want to write them. That already tells me my answer. They hear, but they're, they're both attractive people. They're Have not, they been together a long time? Yeah, a few years. Are they going to get married? I don't know. Well, engaged. then they should do it because then they'll know if they're going to get married or not. <laughs> it'll, yeah, it'll bring them closer together, further apart. Yeah. thousand percent. If they do do it, let me know because I'd like to see the reaction. Would you like to see the video or just hear about it? No, I just want to hear whether she lost all respect for him or not. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm definitely going to touch woman base with woman, him on it. It's going to change your Maybe opinion of him. I'm going to touch base with him on it and I'm going to have him listen to the part about us talking about it. No, so not he him. He already doesn't want to do it. It's her. Well, maybe she, she needs to listen to it. Or maybe she's just into that kind of thing. I think she is. The way I Does the she way watch I like domination her, porn? Like, I don't know where what the porn she watches. Guys? That I she couldn't must. tell you, but the way he described it, it sounds like she was into it. 
so he knew what he signed up for. He probably she probably ties him up and like. I bet you he didn't know, and she he found this out once they got comfortable enough to where she could tell him. You know what I mean? Because you don't reveal. It's not like you meet a guy and night one you go, "Hey, I want to fuck your ass." What's that one TV show that where the guy was the senator or the politician and he went and got dommed all the time? The fuck is that TV show? House of Cards. No. Because he did, he did weird stuff like that. No, not Scarlet. that guy. He got in trouble, too. Everyone yeah, gets he in, got trouble in trouble for all types of... No, I know, and we're wrapping this up. What is the guy? He's like the chunkier guy. He, The wife was the woman that was on Sons of Anarchy. I don't know. She's like the license... <laughs> billions. Oh, billions. Do you remember I him? don't remember that incident, <gasps> but I know the show. Yeah. You do? Yeah, yeah. I know a guy on it. How do you one not... That's like one of his main things, where no, he I goes don't. and gets domed and beat up. Now I'm going to have to rewatch it. You obviously it. don't watch the show. Yeah, not every episode. Okay, whatever. Well, Moving on. I wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast. It was a great first date. <laughs> and it was a nice conversation. Good luck with your future Life. of being a mother. And your di- good luck with your divorce. Good luck with your career and your book. Yes. And tune in next week, and I'll have someone else on to hear about their issues. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thanks. <laughs> You're listening to. you listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis.